You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your brain, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host. Ryan Andrews of JaysFromTheCouch.com, back again, late. I I know this is kind of just skirting under the daily label, but Tuesdays are always going to be weird for me. I mean, it's going to be either really early or really late, just depending on, you know, how things work out. And today it's late. And I know you're probably going to listen to this in the morning, so I will do my best to recap for those who couldn't stay up and just, you know, fully enjoy what happened with the Blue Jays tonight. I kind of know what we're going to talk about tomorrow morning. It's going to be a discussion of the roster move that the Blue Jays actually made today that I don't think got a lot of attention, but... We will talk about it tomorrow and just what the implication is for that. And then we'll also talk about the draft preview that Roy Woodrig put up on jaysfromthecouch.com. So that's the plan for tomorrow. And tonight, we're just going to bask in this. We're just going to enjoy it because games like this against teams like this just need the full amount of just taking in the satisfaction of everything, you know, especially in seasons like this. So just a reminder that this, uh, I I don't want to call it another basking. Um, just a reminder that this, uh, frolicking in the meadows of glory, I guess, I, I'm not as good coming up with the metaphors this late. I am sorry. But just a reminder, it's brought to you by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. So, yeah. It, if the Blue Jays were going to get any game during this series, this would be the game. Marcus Stroman's on the mound. He pitches great at home. If the Blue Jays could manage to do anything at the plate, like it was going to be good. And it was better than good. It was great. It was electrifying. It was LED destroying. That's how awesome it was. And yeah, 10-3 was the final score. Um, we're going to talk about the offense first. The offense came alive. And uh, depending on how many of you actually listened to the Jays from the Couch radio episode that dropped earlier today, um, you may have heard me kind of defend what happened in game one um, with the sitting of Vlad and just the lack of real offensive options in that lineup that looks so bad. 
against Boston. And today, Vlad Jr. was in the lineup and Rowdy Telez was in the lineup and they combined to go four for 10 with two home runs and five RBIs. Granted, the home runs and the RBIs, all Rowdy, all his power, all his electronic destroying glory, all his ability to create jobs for electricians throughout the GTA. Because that that's going to be one of the lasting images of the 2019 season is that giant hole in that wall of red on that display board where Rowdy just smashed it, literally. So, yeah, with with him actually in the lineup today, as opposed to having to sit against the lefty David Price, it was just a nice reminder of what he does bring to the Blue Jays. And it is that raw power that he has that, you know, was bankable in the days past on guys like Edwin, guys like Jose Bautista, and is kind of lacking now. Like you look at Justin Smoke so far this season, the smoke bombs haven't been coming. He's been mostly getting on base via walking. Um, you look at Randall Fritschuk, he went yard today, which was good, but he hasn't been a consistent power threat. He, he's been topping a lot of balls today. He actually got a single out of one of them, which I, I, you can do it. You can take it. I, I take anything at this point, but Seeing Gritchuk be able to do that is huge. And then seeing a Blue Jays inning where they moved the chains and and just repeat, just stacked on runs on a Red Sox team that can counterpunch. They, they just didn't let them up off the mat today. They got to Eduardo Rodriguez early with those home runs and just, just repeatedly hammered him. Um, especially, I'm, I'm thinking of that... That sixth inning where you had just multiple runners coming up and, you know, McKinney working a walk, getting on base. Freddie Galvis, who didn't, well, he, he had a decent day at the plate. He walked twice, got a hit on base 75% of the time, got to walk that inning. So those are the instances where the Blue Jays do need to capitalize and they were finally able to capitalize and it came from the bottom of the order the much maligned bottom of the order with Danny Jansen getting a solid single Brandon Drury coming through with with a single to score runs and then Drury did it again in the seventh like like that's exactly what they need from someone who's going to be at the bottom of the lineup there and as as this lineup is constituted right now Brandon Drury and Danny Jansen are going to be those bottom of the lineup guys. And they have to be the ones to be able to create that kind of offense. So it's not just pitch around Vlad and pitch around Rowdy and you'll get out of the inning fine. No, they have to be able to make pitchers pay. And that's what they did with the opportunities tonight. And that's the biggest thing to take away from this game from an offensive standpoint. It's not the Rowdy home runs because Rowdy's going to be Rowdy. He's he's going to hit dingers. That's, that's what he does. 
Albert can eat his heart out, that the kid from New Jersey last year. But getting that kind of production, that is key for the Blue Jays to be able to have something going, to be able to give Charlie Montoyo something to work with. So that was the biggest takeaway for me from the offense tonight. We'll talk about how the pitchers did right after this break. Just a reminder, though, if you're not subscribed to Locked On Blue Jays, um, why not try doing it on Himalaya? Himalaya is a great um, curated podcast app. has new features every day. You can download it at the App Store, subscribe to Locked On Blue Jays, and there you go. You're done. So give it a try, and we will be right back. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we are back. So let's talk about the pitching. And I said this was the Blue Jays' best chance to get a win because Marcus Stroman was on the mound and Marcus Stroman has been the best pitcher all year for the Blue Jays. So it it was going to be an outing where you figured you would get, you know, the performance you need but to be honest Marcus Stroman wasn't at his best tonight and you could see that with just the way the pitches were swerving on him like there were so many that were kind of veering away a bit from Jansen and he had to go into the dirt to block a lot of them and it, it just seemed like he didn't have the feel for it and it's that can hurt you against a Boston team that is notoriously patient and has seen Strowman like a million times. So they knew what was coming. They knew what he was going to try to do, and he just could not keep it in the zone long enough to get those calls from uh, from the umpires. So it was tough to kind of watch that actually because you could see him just continuously trying to get it in there and like Alan Porter was giving him the benefit of the doubt a little bit but a lot of times they just they weren't ending up close to the plate so the Blue Jays should actually be really fortunate that Marcus Stroman did only get out of that with one run allowed and he did that because when he was finding the strike zone and when he was getting the contact, it was all hitting the dirt. Like 75% of balls that were hit into play off Marcus Stroman were ground balls. That is exactly the kind of ratio that Marcus Stroman wants to be successful. And when they did get stuff going it wasn't like they were able to really build against those Blue Jay pitchers. And obviously the big one was in the seventh inning when the the Red Sox had the bases loaded. No one was out. Tim Mesa had just come in and walked in through Benintendi. So that brought up Mookie Betts and 
How many times have Blue Jays fans seen Mookie Betts do something against his team to actually get them, you know, into a better position? But Tim Meza stared him down and struck him out and then made Mitch Moreland look absolutely foolish because that's what Tim Meza does. He just racks lefties and that's all we need him to do. He wants to keep doing that. He can continue to be glorious, but then... Joe B. Genie comes in, gets the ground ball out of Xander Bogarts, and just the, the sigh of relief from watching that, from watching that combination work was so huge. And it, it didn't even matter what happened after that with the with the home runs in the eighth. Both solo shots off a one off Eugene, one off Sam Gavilio. Didn't matter. Like you figured after that threat had passed, like that was going to be it. Like there, there wasn't much else the Red Sox could really do. And it helped that Drury added those extra runs in the bottom of the seventh. You always want to be adding extra runs, something the Blue Jays have difficulty with. Heck, they have difficulty getting runs, but the fact that you were able to pile on like that, that it didn't matter that Devers went yard or Bradley Jr. went yard. It, it was going to be relatively smooth saving. And and we knew Sam Gavilio wasn't going to have a sub-1 ERA forever. He was going to have shots like that, especially against a team that actually knows him. Because a lot of Sam Gavilio's success, and I said this on Twitter, a lot of Sam Gavilio's success comes from being able to face someone once. And just being able to throw enough stuff to baffle him that one time. When batters have familiarity with him, it becomes more of a struggle to get his stuff across. Because his stuff isn't great. We know that. We saw that last year. But when he has that deception, when he has the ability to hide himself, essentially then he gets to be successful. And I was perfectly fine with the solo shot to Jackie Bradley Jr. Because everything else Gavilio did worked. Like, again, Mookie Betts looked terrible today. I mean, he's not looked great this season so far, but just absolutely baffled by Blue Jays pitching. And then Bogarts as well in, in that Nine for the final out. Just could not do anything against Sam Gavilio. And that's that's what he needs to do. And, and especially on a night where you kind of wanted it to be a blowout either way. Because news came out that Ken Giles is dealing with a sore wrist. So he likely wasn't going to be able to pitch. So... Having that kind of security, having a Sam Gavilio go out there and just shut the door was, you know, a sigh of relief. I, I probably would have been all right seeing Derek Law out there even, but instead they give it to Sammy G and Sammy G shuts the door. And that is all she wrote on the night. And that is going to be all she wrote on this podcast. A reminder, we will be back much earlier tomorrow and we will talk about um what happened with Ryan Tapera and who the Blue Jays can target in the draft 
that'll be tomorrow's episode. Um, just a reminder, again, if you're not subscribed to make sure you get all these episodes, I don't know why, but you can do so by subscribing on Himalaya, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts. I do recommend Himalaya, but wherever you get them, you can download, you can listen to your car, um, you can listen to it at work, wherever you want to do it. It's, it's up to you. You have the power to choose where you listen to it. Um, a reminder, if you want to see stuff as I see it on Twitter and get occasional other posts like Raptor stuff and my first cartoon crush, which I, I kind of went off the board a little bit because, you know, I'm a little older, but Carmen Sandiego, I mean, come on that that trench coat uh what i would do to unwrap it anyway i think it's getting too late so if you want to see that stuff follow me on twitter at neoac18 that's neoac18 follow the podcast at locked on jays on twitter instagram and facebook and i hope you enjoy the rest of your evening or the rest of your day whenever you're listening to this um, for everyone here at the Locked On Podcast Network and for everyone at chaserandacouch.com, I'm still Ryan Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode or tonight's episode, whatever, whatever. Y'all take care.